Welcome to the Emirates MBD Market Matters podcast. I'm Katija Haq, Chief Economist and Head of Research. The global economy has faced significant shocks over the last couple of years, first from the pandemic and then from the war in Ukraine, both of which were unexpected. The main consequence of this has been higher inflation, with developed economies seeing inflation at multi-decade highs. Central banks are now raising rates aggressively to try and bring inflation back down to single digits. But in today's episode, I want to turn the focus onto our region and how businesses in the UAE have adapted to these challenges. I'm delighted today to welcome to the show Kapil Seti, Group Deputy CEO of GMG Group. Hi, Kapil, and welcome to the show. Hi, Khadija, how are you doing? And thank you for hearing me in. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure to have uh, have you on, um, especially being uh, one of our uh, corporate clients. It's always good to uh, get our clients some exposure on the show as well. Now, GMG Group is involved in a number of key industries, including food production, distribution, consumer and sporting goods, and healthcare. That's a really broad range of sectors, so it should um, give you a good overview of what's going on in the UAE economy, uh, in, the, in the FMCG uh, and the consumer goods space. Can you tell us more about various businesses that you operate in the UAE? GMG is a global well-being company. We work in uh, various verticals, and the current verticals, which include GMG Sports, GMG Food, GMG Consumer Goods, GMG Health, and GMG Ventures. I'll take you one by one uh, across these uh, portfolios. GMG Sports, we are one of the largest and one of the key players in the current market with respect to retailing and distribution of number of international brands. And our presence is Pan, MENA, North Africa, as well as Southeast Asia. In terms of GMG Health, we uh, cater to providing uh, nutritional elements, which is vitamins, pharmaceutical products across to all our valued customers in UAE. GMG Food is one of our prominent verticals wherein we are manufacturing locally produced goods and supplying it across to our consumers. In terms of GMG consumer goods, we are uh, one of the lead distributors for a number of international brands uh, in UAE. In addition to that, with our recent acquisition of Giant, we have also now ventured into the retail footprint. So we are, from a GMG consumer goods perspective, being a both a distributor and a retailer and give, providing the right quality and the value products to the consumers. The next division, which is GMG Ventures, is primarily uh, four homegrown divisions, which include your logistics, real estate, education, and outdoor living. This spans and covers the GMG's portfolio in terms of the key vertical. We have been a local private group and in business for the last four decades, uh, very well attached to the economy, uh, looking and basically providing a holistic 360 degree touch points to the consumer from sports to health, to food, to real estate and to other businesses. Uh, we have been very, very progressive, aggressive in terms of our growth over the last four decades. And if you, and I'm sure you've been hearing in news in the last couple of years, we have expanded our horizon, not, not just within GCC, but much beyond GCC, which now includes 
wider MENA, North Africa, as well as Southeast Asia. In 2020, when there was a lot of uh, issues with respect to the pandemic, we took a bold step and acquired the leading sports retail chain uh, in Southeast Asia, where, uh, which is uh, from there onward, which is Royal Sporting House. Very recently, we have, uh, in, actually in April 2022, we further strengthened our relationship with Nike by acquiring the Nike retail franchise for Singapore and Malaysia from a local company called Sutil Corporation. In addition, in the same month, we also went and uh, completed the deal for acquiring Jian. Now, Jian, we have the exclusive rights to not only approve uh, work in UAE, but also in the Middle East. In addition to Jian, which is part of the group Casino Group, we also have rights to operate Front Prix and Monoprix in UAE and, and also in the extended territory. I think in a span of like the last couple of years, we have increased our presence and our portfolio across our verticals. I mean, that gives you a really good insight into what must be going on in the consumer space. You're dealing with everything from groceries all the way through to real estate. Now, if we can maybe just focus on um, more of the consumer goods um, and perhaps the sports and the food segment, because I think in terms of consumer behavior and understanding consumer behavior, that's probably um, the, the sort of most interesting um, pieces of the, the, the segments that you work in. What sort of trends are you seeing in terms of how consumers have responded to um, coming out of the pandemic and facing these higher cost pressures, um, obviously fuel prices going up, uh, food prices going up. Are you noticing changes in consumer behavior? Are people shifting away from uh, more non-essential items and focusing really on what they have to have or are they still spending reasonably freely? Across all the markets which we operate in, we recognize that the communities and the customers and the government are actually moving towards a much more sustainable and health and a well-being environment. So there has been a significant customer from, uh, and more, moving towards a more sustainable and health environment. What we we are, GMD is a global well-being company. And if you look at the recent uh, study done by McKenzie & Company, it has actually estimated that the global wellness market is going to be more than USD 1.5 trillion. It means if I look at the verticals in which GMG operates in, which is sports, health, food, consumer goods, we are working very closely to be able to bring to the consumer the right sustainable products across the verticals, the good quality, the right quality and affordable prices. Uh, in terms of what's happening globally with respect to whether it's a uh, uh, pandemic or, or fuel prices, I think we as a company have evolved over these years. We have invested a lot in terms of our digital journey and process efficiencies. By enhancing supply chain efficiencies, by enhancing and improving customer experience, by investing in the right technology from a, a, a as an example, from an omni-channel and to other in detail, we have been able to provide the right quality products at a right price to the consumer. So the consumer's habits are changing. The, today, consumer is much more literate. With the penetration of social media, 
there has been a significant change in consumer habits and the way they see brands. They are looking at brands who are themselves investing in more sustainable environment and sustainable products. We work very closely with those brands. We work, produce, deliver, and uh, provide to the consumers the similar level of goods what they are looking at. So I think by, by able to improve the consumer experience, I'll give you a simple example. In While we were coming out of pandemic, we, uh, we were already on the journey, but we accelerated the journey of uh, bringing omni-channel across our, our stores of sports in MENA, North Africa, as well as to the wider Asia. By bringing that omni-channel experience to the consumers, they are, we are able to attract, retain, and deliver the seamless customer experience from making the right product available to them and being delivered to them within the timelines and the expectations they have. So with omni-channel, you mean, I guess, e-commerce and online shopping, that those sorts of channels, right? It's, it's a mix of, yes, .com as well as your physical experience. Okay. So, I mean, having seen this growth in um, online distribution as well as in-store, and given that you are in the business of importing a lot of products to the region from abroad, how have you coped with the uh, challenges around the surge in shipping costs, for example, the supply chain disruptions from the manufacturers in Asia? Um, have you had to raise your delivery charges to customers to be able to cover the costs of getting those goods to them? Um, or, or have you been able to adapt in a, in a different way? The current global uh, disruptions and the market movements are going to have a knockdown effect. Uh, across the board, uh, whether you pick up any international brand or local or international, are, going, are facing the challenges with respect to uh, supply chain and uh, the deliveries, as, uh, including uh, the higher cost of production. Uh, as I said earlier, GMG, by investing in right tools and technologies, by bringing more efficiencies in their supply chain process, we have been able to uh, bring in a much better process-oriented uh, experience across to the consumer. And all the efficiencies which we are gaining by improving these processes, we are actually passing on to the consumer. So it's a win-win situation because we are, we are not only bringing more efficiency, reducing our cost by digitalizing number of processes, and then using that benefit to be passed and giving it across to the consumer to be able to still enjoy the right product at the right price. Great. I mean, it's it's um it's astonishing that you have been able to do that when seemingly inflation is is just on a tear, not just here but but around the world. Um, just shifting a little bit into the food vertical that you mentioned. I mean, food is uh, besides fuel and petrol has been one of the areas where we have seen tremendous supply chain disruption, um, given that so much of uh, the world's grains and, and other foods come from Russia, Ukraine. So that conflict has really caused some, some issues for countries in our region in terms of sourcing those raw materials. Um, have you faced those challenges as well? And, and what are you doing to try and mitigate those risks, given that in the UAE, we import around 90% of our food 
Um, are you always going to be exposed to those sorts of uh, risks around where you get the raw materials from? As a, as a, we, we have been in, in this industry or in, in this business for almost last four decades. And over the last four decades, we have seen a lot of market challenges, whether it's inflation, higher interest rates, or uh, disruption in supply chain. I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's been there. And as a group, we have, we have not only evolved, but we have also been able to absorb these challenges. Now, if I look at the way uh, we are focusing on, we are doing a lot of value engineering and processing at the local level. Uh, looking at the way the government is looking uh, is uh, looking at the UAE businesses wherein uh, the agenda is to become self-sufficient. We are putting the best shot forward to be able to do the majority of the value engineering at the local level, wherein we kind of absorb the impact in terms of late deliveries and the supply chain issues, provide a much better a much higher quality of product back to the consumer as we are able to uh, do that with the right process and an automated process. Uh, so that gives us the imperative to be able to absorb that pressure and still uh, bring the product at the right time to the consumer. The challenges are, these, these are normal global challenges which are there, but if you have a right supply chain infrastructure, which we are investing a lot in, and make it more digitalized with a much more predictive analysis with respect to your forecasting in terms of your value generation. I think these are part and parcel. We are able to absorb that pressure and still deliver it back to the consumer in the right way. So it sounds like you're going to be investing quite a lot on the manufacturing side in the UAE, in the food manufacturing space in particular. Um, is that in the form of uh, sort of setting up factories and kitchens in order to create these, uh, these products? Um, will you be uh, investing in a huge amount of technology? Or would, you, would you be looking at scaling up your workforce? What sorts of investments are you making um, to try and increase the value added that is produced in the UAE? GMG Food Vertical is significantly investing in manufacturing capabilities in the region and especially in UAE. We are working in line with the government's national agenda of food production and sustainability. So our manufacturing facilities are state-of-the-art facility. We, by the end of this year, we would have almost six state-of-the-art fully automated facilities running and delivering the high quality products back to the consumers. So our, our objective being that we are able to not only source the best products, but also manufacture, process, and deliver the same quality and much better quality back to the consumer. So this is one of going to be one of our key areas. And as I explained earlier, with with us venturing into consumer good and especially into retailing, uh, our long-term strategy of farm to fork, we are working with, we are working towards it to ensure that we are not only looking at the manufacturing, but manufacturing to distribution to the retailer. And Jayant has given us that impetus by bringing that perspective back to the consumer as we are now able to deliver directly to the consumer. In addition to that, we are already having a significant distribution arm, which takes care of working along with many international brands to provide those good quality international products also back to the consumers, along with our own 
homegrown and produced products. So um, you've been, you mentioned obviously that you've uh, got the rights for Jayant, um not just in the UAE, but across the GCC. Um, are you then looking to export and increase your exports of the products that you manufacture here to the other countries that you operate in, uh, not just in the GCC, but into North Africa and, and across into Asia? UAE has seen, uh, UAE has been always been more, mainly a country which has seen a lot of import coming in, not now and even the years. As a local uh, business which has had more than four decades of history, we are now looking to produce the goods locally and export it globally. So we are looking at expanding our brand portfolio across our vertical, whether it's sports or food, and take those homegrown brands beyond the borders, which includes Africa as well as Asia. I think, you know, it's quite interesting. You've expanded into the, the you know, supermarket space at a time when I suppose um, it, it, it's considered more of a defensive uh, asset. So consumers focusing more on the essentials that they need perhaps rather than the nice to have expensive sh uh, sports shoes that they uh, may want, but not necessarily need. Um, are you noticing a difference in consumer behavior, say in Saudi Arabia or in other parts of the region relative to the UAE? Are we really starting to see um, higher interest rates and higher prices uh, reduce the amount that people can spend on things like sporting goods and uh, you know, vitamins and supplements and things like that? I think it's too early at this stage to see how a consumer demand will uh, evolve as these changes are yet to fully impact uh, these markets. What we have seen is that there has been a significant shift in the consumer behavior moving from a, uh, from a physical presence to more of an online presence. Uh, if, you, uh, if you see the current, the, the e-commerce in GCC is expected to grow by more than $50 billion in 2025. UAE is one of the largest uh, uh, e-commerce uh, business as a, as a country. And in 2022, the forecasted value of e-commerce sales is expected to be more than $27 billion which clearly demonstrate that the consumers are, are becoming more knowledgeable. There has been a significant shift in terms of the way they see the brands uh, and they are linking well with the retailers who are able to bring the, experience, the better consumer experience. So a more knowledgeable customer wants to have a feel of the product, but also have get the right experience at the delivery. So I think if as a retailer, we are able to deliver that customer experience back to the consumer. We are not seeing, we are seeing consumer being getting more evolved and the revenues are still uh, showing a growth trend in spite of all the challenges we face because we are evolving along with the consumer behavior. Right. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Uh, better value, better service proposition um, potentially helps to offset uh, some softness in demand. Um, you have obviously, as a group, done a huge amount of uh, investment and expansion over the last couple of years, even during the pandemic, um, as, you, as you mentioned earlier. We're now entering a phase where, from a macro perspective, global demand is expected to slow. 
Um, trade is expected to slow. Interest rates are going to be higher. Um, are you still looking at expanding your businesses um, across into Asia and Africa? I mean, are you um, perhaps re-looking at, at some of your uh, investment plans over the next couple of years, given the deteriorating uh, macro backdrop? Uh, GMU, if I look at the verticals in which GMG operates, which again, uh, food, health, consumer goods, and sports, uh, it, these are well, this is a well-connected and a global uh, well-being product back to the consumer. Uh, we strongly believe that there is a significant opportunity to expand across these verticals uh, in, during these tough times also. As I said earlier, even during the tough pandemic times, we, we took a bold step of venturing out and uh, investing and acquiring a leading sports brand in Asia. So we, we are going to continue to expand in all our verticals. GMG is fundamentally a growth company. Across our values, we are always looking to see what we want to do next, how we grow and how we evolve going forward. Asia is a very, very important market for us. Uh, if you uh, see the McKinsey and Company has already said that there is a potential opportunity of more than $10 trillion in terms of retail, GMG is putting all its resources and efforts to be able to see how we can get this opportunity or see more value out of this opportunity. There is a lot happening in terms of consumer behavior. So we are investing and bringing that omni-channel experience back to the consumer in those markets also. Similarly, when I look at MENA, including GCC and Africa, the markets are still expanding and there is a room and there's a lot of opportunity for us to not only look at from a sports perspective, but also see how we can expand our food vertical, wherein bringing those, producing the high quality products and bringing that to the consumer in these countries. Um, just touching a little bit on some of the other aspects of the venture business that you mentioned, um, education and real estate. Could you tell us a little bit more about what that involves in the UAE? Are you, are you in, invested in education uh, you know, at the primary school level or, or post-school? Um, what sort of um, exposure do you have in that sector here? We, uh, we are into education primarily at the primary school level, at the early stages. And that's what our strategy is. And we'll be for the next couple of years to expand and provide those services and the right product back to the consumer. Uh, and in terms of our real estate, again, we are a commercial uh, organization. We are into residential as well as commercial properties uh, and, and being including providing a much wider uh, logistic facility back to the, uh, not only for our internal businesses, but also to be able to cater to uh, external businesses. What sort of trends have you seen on the education and real estate side in the UAE? I mean, obviously we, we went through a couple of challenging years um, during the pandemic. Uh, there wasn't a huge amount of freedom of movement across borders, but seemingly the last year has, has been one of a very strong recovery in terms of demand um, you know, for, for real estate and, and people moving to the UAE from other parts of the world. Is this something that you are seeing in those businesses as well? 
I think the education sector in UAE is very buoyant. There is, uh, it has, there's a lot of, lot of growth being seen uh, in this sector. We are, we are seeing uh, with a lot of people coming on board, there is always a shortage of right nurseries or schools in this region. And there is a good amount of opportunity for players like us to be able to uh, deliver and provide those kind of services back to the consumer. There is, I think there's a strong opportunity in this sector in this part of the world. Even though there's been quite a lot of investment in recent years, and there was some discussion about excess capacity uh, on the education side, uh, you don't think that's going to be an issue going forward? I think the consumer, and if I look from a consumer perspective, they are looking at uh, a better uh, service or a quality product. And the investments they've done in providing the right educational footprint back to the consumer and their kids, I think there is, I don't see there is any, any risk or challenge in terms of uh, those opportunities. There are, uh, you need to be very focused in terms of your investments, but there is, there's a lot to be done. Great. Thank you so much, Kapil, for your time. It's been super interesting um, talking to you about the different segments in which GMG operates, and I really appreciate it. It sounds like we don't need to worry too much about the consumer in the UAE uh, being able to uh, get through what looks to be a fairly turbulent next six to 12 months. Um, so thank you very much, and, and good luck with uh, all the new projects. Um, for our listeners, I hope you've uh, enjoyed this episode. And um, if you'd like to uh, see more of our macroeconomic research, which includes uh, sector research in the UAE as well, please visit our website at www.emiratesmbdresearch.com. Thank you very much and speak to you again soon.